You cannot attain or sustain something above your current identity. Who you mm -hmm. are, your habits, your patterns, your actions. You don't get to have the thing that somebody has if you don't identify with the actions, habits, and patterns they have. Welcome to the Dr. Espen podcast, where we explore the latest in quantum science, personal development, consciousness, and spirituality, health, as well as business and money mastery. Join me as I interview experts from all over the world sharing the most incredible stories of transformation. This is where we provide you with the exact tools and coaching activities you need to expand your consciousness in each of the eight areas of your life. For more info on our events, programs, coaching, etc., go to drspen.com for the full quantum experience. Good morning from Australia. Welcome to the Dr. Espen podcast. I am Espen. Today, I'm joined by Anthony Trucks, all the way from California. Uh, Anthony's a former a foster child, NLP football player, a competitor of American Ninja Warrior, uh, which I was an Australian Ninja Warrior, so that'll, that'll be a fun conversation. He's an author, identity coach, uh, identity shift coach, I should say, and a really exciting story. He really focuses on what he refers to as dark work. So we're going to talk about what that means today and how you might gain some insights from dark work as well. What does it mean for you to be able to access the shadow and go through that process, which I'm really excited to have that conversation, but also identity work. And this is really, really powerful. I know for many people not really understanding the different aspects of their identity and realize the identity work and the identity shift that's possible there. So stay tuned for this conversation. And also two words that were put together by Anthony, which I thought was really cool. Check this out. Hustle harmony. Hustle harmony. And I think for many of our viewers and listeners watching, we know that sometimes we get in a rut and many people hustle to get to an outcome, to success, whatever. So we want to talk about hustle harmony as well. So stay tuned. This is going to be an absolutely lit conversation. I want to say a special thank you, Anthony. How are you all the way over in California? I'm doing well. I like that you said good morning. I'm like, it's the afternoon for me. Yeah, it's like we're in Australia. Every time there's morning, it's evening somewhere else and vice versa. So thanks for jumping on, bro. I'm really excited about this conversation. Yeah, looking forward to it too, man. Happy to help. Happy to come join and hang out and see what we can give to the folks listening. Let's do it straight in. What's dark work? Dark work is the work you do in the dark to win in the light. It's the unseen, unheard of. Un, it's not, not sexy. It's difficult. It's actually sometimes misunderstood and ridiculed, but it allows you to develop a couple of things. One is you're going to develop the skill set that you need to be successful whenever you choose. But you also develop what's called a dark work mentality, which is I have done too much work in the dark to lose in the light. So cool. when you have the skill, you deploy it differently. And that's something that we all who are successful in some manner find. If you want to go to higher levels, you have to elevate and do more dark work to be able to win more in the light. I love that sentence. I've done so much work in the dark not to win in the light. Was it something like that? Yep. Done too much work in the dark to lose in the light. Yep. Oh, wow. And I love this. I always say conscious people lean into challenges. We lean into the discomfort. We push ourselves on the field when we run, when we train, in our relationships, with our ice baths and whatever else. Is that a similar yeah. thing that you're talking about here, but is it personal development related? Can you give me a bit more and the listeners and viewers a bit more understanding of what that means specifically for them? Well, think about it this way. They're, the way that I work is really identity work, right? It's who you are when you aren't thinking about who you are. And I want you to show up to defining moments with this confidence and this kind of like instinctual sense of like, I'm going to kill this. 
Like I'm a, I'm a dude phenomenal. Like I can't, I can't be beat. And that's what we like. We are enamored and we are looking at like sports stars and people who go, God, they got this confidence. And I go, they got that confidence by something unique that we can all get. Now, when I talk about identity, we all have current identities right now and they're built through experience. You're wired literally neurologically and psychologically through experiences of life. Those experiences you go through create the sense of who you are. So what I look at as people go, I want to have more money. I want to have more time. I want to have more sex. I want to have more joy. I want more of whatever it is. And I go, great. You cannot attain or sustain something above your current identity, who you Mm -hmm. are, your habits, your patterns, your actions. You don't get to have the thing that somebody has if you don't identify with the actions, habits, and patterns they have. And so what I look at with dark work, it's, it's what are you doing behind the scenes, the unseen, unsexy stuff that is having you experience something that's wiring you differently. And mm-hmm. I genuinely mean the word experience because a lot of us will go into something, we'll try it for a day or two days. It's not an experience as, as, a, as a trial, right? But it's when you subject yourself to something for like two days and three days and three months and then three years, like you come out of that thing different. And the only separation between you and that, that thing you want is the work you do in the dark. It's not celebrated. And we live in this world where everybody has to show everything on social media. Look at me. Here's my breakfast. I'm clipping my toenails. Look at me. Go to the gym. Like, and there's nothing wrong. There, to an extent that there's a benefit to this, but the people that we look at and like admire the most, they are windows of time. We had no idea they existed. I mean, everybody knows of the Goggins, the Wim Hof. Where were they 15 years ago? You don't know, but they were doing dark work. They were getting after it. They were, they were grinding. They were honestly toil and trouble. So when they emerged later on, we go, God, look at this person. The reason they're that way is because of what they did in the dark. So for me, it's a call back to the beauty of the difficult stuff you do, both for the ability to develop a skill, but also develop an identity that has a different mentality inside. I love this. I always say I voluntarily submit myself to suffering so that I can find myself. Hell yeah. Or create it. Yeah. You know, it's funny as you say that. Or create. Yeah, go ahead. Create yourself because there's a, uh, I, I might have been Dr. Jordan Peterson said something, but I looked the study up. But it's a study that actually found that when you subject yourself to stress, that's that's you stress, not the trauma stress, that you actually, your brain like releases a protein that uncodes more of your dormant DNA. So, like doing things that are difficult at a psychological level, you become more of who you're destined to be. So, kind of like you're talking to, you find out who you are that same way at an actually neurological and genetic level. This is powerful. And, you know, for the lack of a, of a better analogy, we know that the butterfly coming out of the chrysalis, if we help the butterfly out of the chrysalis, it'll actually die. Yep. It needs to bust open that chrysalis. It needs to, you know, break through, literally. Mm-hmm. I, I love this. And I think this is really important now. And this may just be my study and, and looking at my patients and my students. But it seems like we've gone through a period of time where it was difficult for a little while, but then we've all slacked off and now it's getting easy. And mm. I think in a period now where men are not just men of course but a lot of men it's particularly that i've observed are getting quite quote unquote soft and it seems like a bit of a challenge i mean what happens if we get thrown a curveball now and we're not Mm. prepared what are your thoughts on how we can step into one our power and two to be the the men and the protectors of this world for the people women children whoever else that might need us yeah, no, it's funny to say. So I am, I'm a father of three. I got a, a son in college who's 19 this year, twins that turn 15, 14, will be 15 next year. Wow. I got a wife, you know, and I am the guy that if some loud thing goes off, I'm the one up in the middle of the night, my underwear running out the front door. Uh-huh. That's just how it is, right? 
but that's it's been developed through like you're talking to the, the hardships and I, I love this mentality which what i teach my kids is i don't want to rob my kids of their hardships mm. right if you have a strong able-bodied human you don't give them easiness you don't let their life be too soft because what happens is like you're talking about later on when they need that muscle they don't have the strength and so whether you manufacture it or you know you navigate it in real time we absolutely have to have the the trials the, the separation from what our normalcy is the being thrust into something new in fact i think it was the you know the back in the day of the 300 the whole i'm not mm -hmm. sure if it was like unitis this 300 right they talk about what they used to do with the kids back then and they talk wow. about men you know what they do for the, they called it the agogi if you ever watched the movie 300 the first five minutes it encapsulates this amazing conversation of what i believe we're missing in society agogi means to raise in the beginning there's a guy with the eye patch saying leonidas skunk king was sent out and right you know, at seven years old he was, he was fighting his dad his dad's whooping him and he's bleeding and he gets back up and he goes after it then his, his mom is being held back as they're ripping him from her arms and setting him out to be prepared to be a man. They put him into the woods and it's him and the darkness and the wolf. And it's just him and a blade. It's like, but he comes back, King Leonidas, right? This is whole like this upwelling in the horns, like he just got this, you know, and that's that little boy has something that men don't have nowadays. Mm -hmm. And the only separation is they weren't put into situations intentionally to force them to find out what they got because when you give somebody the gift of success beyond a hardship they can't, it can't be ripped away there's, there's that mentality that i was talking to it's like you have this grit you have this drive like for me at 15 i sucked at football wasn't good at it. i played nfl football eventually but like i had to go through a whole seven month period of like doing stuff that no one understood it was hard it, i hated doing it but when i got to the football field later it was my play I'm tackling you. It's my football. Like I'm gonna kill it. And I did. And if you beat me, I was pissed. We did it again. But that's what allowed me to build a life. And we talk to men nowadays. Yeah, there's nobody wants to get their hands. Everybody's hands are soft. Nobody wants to go mm -hmm. like, let's, let's door dash everything that you know, what's Instacart every let's get somebody to come to the house. I want to work behind a computer all day. I want to sit in a beach and I go, that's cool. But that's not real life all the time. Like realistically, nah. like at some point in time, you got to handle your own against certain people that may want to take something from you. Doesn't mean you have to be like a crazy person, but you got to have the ability to be violent when necessary. And if you haven't built that, if no one's taught it to you, you go into life unprepared. And you start, we start seeing this now where the softness, the weakness is being coddled. And I think more of society is, is like trying to find ways to appease the weaker minds. So we, we don't make anybody feel bad. Like, oh, don't, I don't want them to feel bad. And I go, hell no, you should feel bad. If you suck, you should be able to say, yeah. I suck. Now I can get better. Mm. That's my own personal perspective, but it's not this thing of like people suck and they shouldn't know. It's like, you suck. I sucked at one point in time and I go, I got I gotta get better. And then when I did the work to get better, it was the greatest gift to me. So I can actually serve and protect the people I want to in my life. Oh, well spoken, man. And I think this is important. You know, the old saying, it's, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Yeah. And I, I think this is really crucial right now. And I, we, you know, without being able to forecast what the future might bring us, I think it's fair to say that we're going through a rapid change in the world. And the we old don't. saying, you know, weak times make weak men and so on and so forth. Now we're coming into this time where it's like, wow, what are we doing and, and what's happening now? I don't know, yeah. but what I do know is the same as you. I'm a father. I've got a five-year-old son. And, you know, if you study human behavior and you see if children are spoiled and they get everything that they want and they're, you know, parents are helicopter parents and, you know, everything is easy, that child ends up attracting the bully because yeah. the natural balance of adversity 
to balance out that easiness. And I think this is absolutely crucial. I have gone through a period, uh, even lately, Anthony, to give you some context where I've always loved pushing myself, but I've realized that I was stagnating again. You know how we go through these phases of life where you know the, the stagnation takes place. And I'm looking at my businesses and I'm looking at my body and I'm looking at all these things. And I had to take a good stern look in the mirror. And I'm, you know, a peak performance athlete, you know, champion martial artist, like ninja warrior, like you and, you know, owner of, you know, multi-million dollar companies, et cetera. But I was like, no, absolutely not. This is not the level that I play at. This is not the standard that I play at. And I remember when I was in the army, there was no better time that I felt amazing after I have been out in the field for four days without food, getting absolutely smashed. And then the feeling of a warm meal, a nice warm blanket and a pillow, and, you know, at least a few hours of sleep. It brought me so much gratitude. So I'm interested in learning a little bit more. And for the listeners and viewers, what do you do? I mean, we get the concept of dark work. We've briefly yeah. touched on identity work and identity shift, but how do you take uh, people? Is it men, women, children? I mean, right. for me, it sounds like, feels like it, almost like an initiation. So I'll hand it over to you. How do you do it? Is it live in person? Is it on Zoom? What does it entail? And why should someone do this specific dark work? Yeah, yeah. So the idea is, is you want to be prepared for the defining moment coming down the pipeline. There's something coming towards our life at any given moment, a new opportunity or a new situation that could cause harm to you or your family, right? And if you're not prepared for it, you're kind of, you're screwed. So for me, it's like constant preparation. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Now, it doesn't mean you're trying to stay in, in this level where, you know, like you could take on anything at any given time. You kind of want to get close to it. But like, let's be real, like you, you have life. There's harmony to things up and down where you talk to like some moments are going to be high intensity, high work right Then the holidays come. We chill out a little bit. But here's seasons. the way you look. at it. Yeah, seasons for sure. The way that I look at this is the reason it's critical for everybody is everybody needs to be the best version of themselves, not just for them, but those who look up to them. Like my kids, they need to have an example of what a strong father is. So my boys can be that. My daughter can hopefully go looking for something similar, right? And I, so I can feel protected going, my boys got it handled in their houses. My daughter's in good hands, but it's because of how I show up, right? It's just, it's a big key. So I look at it, I go, that was all built over the years before they were here when nobody was cheering me on, there was no camera in the background. I wasn't getting likes and followers for it. I was just doing stuff for me. And there's a process you go through that I, I went through a few dark work experiences in my journey from high school football to college football to the NFL. Even after the NFL, my wife and I were divorced and then got remarried three years later. But here's what it looked like. Essentially, there's three stages that I've, I've kind of built in this process. And I'm going to give this not in a sense of like, come work with me, but like literally, you could do this on your own. Now we show up and we give a lot of breakdown support and we give a lot of accountability. And there's a lot that goes into the support of it from a coach. But the concept I can easily share. There's three stages. The first one's called respecting the light. And within this respect the light, there are three little points of what you should respect. Respect means to admire, to have admiration for. The first thing you have to respect is the actual vision of what you want clear cut, precise, the weight you want to be, the money you want to make, the place you want to travel to. Because if not, it's just a figment of your imagination and it hopes that it kind of float away. But really, if you know what it is, you'll know when you cross the finish line. But here's the issue most people run into. They respect the vision, but don't really have admiration to a stand of like really understanding what it is, meaning they'll get into the race and then realize midway, it's too much. It's mm -hmm. like somebody goes, I'm going to run uh, a marathon, but they have no idea how long a marathon is. They start running, they get a mile and they turn to the person next to them and go, I'm tired. How long does this be? It's been an hour, a mile already. Oh yeah. You get 25.2 more. Oh my God. And they quit. 
because the thought of this overwhelming thing they didn't see before they set out. So for me, I go, you need to sit down with someone and figure out really what that looks like. So you say you want to run a multi-million dollar business. Great. Here's what your time's going to look like, what you're not going to be able to do anymore, who you're yep. going to be able to keep around, who you're not going to be able to keep around, how your spouse might act when you start seeing things move and change, what your kids are going to get from you at certain times, maybe not all the time, but for a window of time, you're going to have almost zero balance, right? But you got to understand what that is before you get into it. Because if not, you're going to blow your life up. So the first part is respect what the vision is with clarity. Mm -hmm. Second thing you have to respect is somebody who has what you want, but you don't like. I'm going to say it again, clear. Ooh. Somebody who has what you want in life, but you don't like them. And people go, what do you mean? I go, ladies do this the best. Ladies will look at other women and go, damn, she's, I hate her nails and her hair stupid, right? Right. But at the end of the day, you probably like her, maybe her car. Maybe you like the joy she has in her face. Maybe you like her, her fitness and what she's wearing, right? The idea is what happens even with men will, will like diminish a guy. Well, he ain't doing this, right? But the truth is, if somebody has something that I aspire to, well, I may not like who they are as a human. I must respect that they got it. Because like nothing comes to you easy, right? And the judgments come in because what people do is either they will, they will look at you and go, God, you know, I don't like this person, but I got to respect they did this. And you'll look at now informed information of what you must do, or you start poking holes to bring them down to your level so you don't feel less than. Mm -hmm. When you start bringing them down to your level and poking, you miss out on all the lessons to figure out how they got there that could be applied for your life. So for me, I go, let's find some people that you, that bother you a little bit, talk crap about and stop that for a second and go, okay, if you were to create what they created, what, what can you see from them? What have they done that you could actually possibly apply to you? And you'd be surprised at the onslaught of, of thoughts and ideas. You'd be like, God, they did do this, didn't they? They did post every single day. You know, they did go out there and hustle to get new clients. They did serve their clients. Well, I don't like how they dress, but God, they really have people that love them. Right. Mm. You got to look at those areas. The third part you have to respect is what your work is. Now, this is one that we, in the dark work realm, there's the, the conversation of what is like shadow work. I go, it's not. Here's the difference. Shadow work is what you do to figure out what's in your shadows. Dark work is what you do once you know. Uh-huh. Once I've got a clear idea of like, okay, I got to work on this and this and this. All right, that'll help me. Because what most people do they go look at somebody like yourself, or like myself and go, man, I'm gonna figure out what Anthony did. I'm just gonna do what he did. And I go, no, 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 don't do that. Because what I did was based on my, you know, discretions or my lack of strength somewhere. So that informed me of what actions I needed to take. You might have some different disparity. Like there may be a issue for communication or in information or connections or network. You gotta find out what you gotta do and you gotta go do that. And to tell you the truth, it's gonna suck because you're not going to have any proof it's going to work out usually. Like hmm. you can look at me and go, well, Ant did that. Maybe I can get like, okay, cool. But no, no, no. The thing you're going to do is it's going to make your stomach turn. You're going to hate having to think about doing it. But I'm going to tell you the truth. When you do that, you get what you want. When you avoid that, you don't. Because that's typically the reason you don't have what you want already. Because these issues that you can't see. There's a guy named Tim Murphy said this cool statement. He says, it's hard to see the label when you're inside the jar. Oof. Right. So a lot of us live these lives and we don't see the label that's affecting what's happening in the jar of our life. And when you finally figure it out, whether it's by you seeing it or somebody pointing it out, now you know what to work on. So that's the first step. Dude, Anthony Trucks dropping bombs. And, and then you're absolutely, I, I couldn't agree with this anymore. Like imagine how many people out there are sitting, waiting, watching and wishing that they can get these results. You're absolutely right. If we don't lean in. And for me, I always say we've got to have a coach. 
because it's tough to lean in and do that extra push-up to run that extra mile if you don't have someone in your corner cheering you on. So tell us about the yeah. way you do this. Do you run groups for people? Is it men and women together? How long does it go for? What are someone listening and watching now thinking, hang on, there's no way I'm leaning into this next year. There's no way I'm going to not recreate myself to the best version. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is you actually have, there's two more steps and I'll tell you exactly how we kind of work, work it together. So the second step is do the dark work, which is mm -hmm. the first part of it is design your dark. You literally have to design what your dark's going to look like. You can't just go out there willy-nilly hoping that your emotion to, to stay motivated is going to help you. You must have a plan that's laid out to where at some point you'd better wake up and go, I don't want to do this today. Like that, that's in the set. Cause if you don't have that, you're doing everything you know to do. So you have to have a designed process and plan that's filling in from what you found out in step one mm -hmm. that you would do what's called a dark work declaration. You declare what you're going to get done in a certain period of time. We choose 90 days. Then you go dark. You shut things off. You tuck away. And it's not like for like three months. No, it may be an hour and a half per day, right? It's not, it's whatever you choose to be like, you got to lock in for that period of time. And then from there you go to work. And then the last part you emerge, you will choose to go after the thing you wanted to with conviction, like say compete with conviction, so in the defining moments, the one that's important, you will draw on your darkness. The moments in the background, like how professional athletes, you see them when it's at the games on a the line. They're not like, hey guys, we can do it now. It's like this guttural, deep, dark, like there's like, it's almost like there's an anger behind their eyes, but it's a fire to win. That's from all the, the years of what they did. That, that's the dark that they're drawing on in this moment to beat you. You don't get to beat me. Now, the way that we found this to help is, it's great to have a community. But really the best form of like getting this done, I found is like one-on-one. -on -one. So we actually supply people with a one-on-one -on -one coach who the first three weeks of the process is all setting everything up. Because the goal for me is like, I can give you a course on information and I can educate you on something, right? The problem isn't the information in our world, it's yeah. the doing, right? Exactly. So how about I clear everything up three weeks of locking in to get clear in the me of an action day. And for 90 days, you rock and roll with somebody keeping you to the fire. Cause that's where the magic happens. But I need you at that moment in time, just when you start, I need you to know what you want, why you want it. And I need you to have a fire for it. I need you to know what it looks like to be held to the fire. So when our coach pushes you, like, you know why they're pushing you. And that's where the magic happens. So at that 90th day, or we call it the 91st day, you emerge with a different mentality. We call it a dominator's identity, which is I've done too much work in the dark to lose in a light. You'll go after your dreams differently. It's not because one day you decided it's because for the last 90 days, you did the damn work and you're not going to let that be for nothing. That's what shifts people. Cause now what happens, you take different actions, you have different outcomes. You see yourself completely different than you ever did before. And you see, it's like how you see all of a sudden Susan who never worked out. Her Facebook page was like a picture of her kids, her coffee table and like some weird, like wolf picture in the background. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, know about, right? you see them like some weird, like voodoo, like dream catchers. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, Karen posted, Susan posted some shoes. Interesting, right? Then she posts a picture of her gym. Then it's like a picture of like the workout group. And all of a sudden it's like a picture of her in the workout group. And over months, all of a sudden you see a picture of her and then her food. And then all of a sudden she's a personal trainer. Like, how did that happen? You weren't even working out a year ago. Now you're teaching other people? Yeah. She mm -hmm. went through an experience that over time, the development, I call them the dark work deposits, it shifted her identity up. She rewired herself to where now she sees herself different, does different things. She has a different life. Mm. So all we do is, is really create that intentionally for the first time and move it forward. Because I find that people usually step into this one of two ways, on demand or when crap hits the fan. Yeah. 
I got no money, right? So we to go, let's do it on demand. Let's, let's make a choice to create the life you want and then help you create it and then help you implement it in life. That's how we show up. And it's lean in now while you have the energy deposits, while you have the chance, while you have the time. Why not do it now instead of waiting for your shoulds become a must, waiting for you to quote unquote crash in life and then go, I don't need to pick myself up. And, and I think many people, if, if they were to look at this, Anthony, and ask the question, am I really where I want to be in life? Many people say yes, but I think more people would say no. And there is no way. I mean, the way I'm looking at this from a, a spiritual perspective as well, you know, I've had a chance of sit in hundreds of ceremonies and plant medicine ceremonies over the years and study those ancient traditions. Yeah. And what we know is it's a similar thing. It's initiation. You go through life and, you mm -hmm. know, when you're a boy becoming a man or a girl becoming a woman, there is this period of initiation where you need to go through, like you mentioned, for example, the movie 300 and similar to me. I fast. I'll go on a fast for a prolonged period of time. I'll, I'll go on a challenge for a prolonged period of time. I mean, we both did Ninja Warrior. That was awesome. That was certainly a challenge, yeah. you know, millions of people watching on TV and you got to stay with your breath. You got to be present. You got to work your way towards the buzzer. You got to stay calm. And it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird analogy for some perhaps, but it's very much like life. There are obstacles in your yeah. future. There will be obstacles there. It's not going to be smooth sailing. How are you preparing for that now? And, and if you don't lean into it now, how are you going to have the calluses to overcome them when they do arrive? And mm -hmm. I think the dark work mentality is so brilliant because now you're not just having calluses. Now you've already overcome greater obstacles than the obstacles that are required to be a loving father, to be an entrepreneur, to be a leader in your community, whatever it might be. I think this yeah. this, this rings really true. And, and I think I want to ask you a question because if we're looking at this now – and for those listening and watching, and by the way, if you haven't already, maybe once finished this, go back and listen to this again and write down the steps that Anthony is discussing because he's actually giving you the actual steps. And then, you know, with an option, obviously come and do the work. Here's my question. If someone wants to achieve greatness and they realize now that, hang on, they're not where they need to be. And they realize that it comes with work. What are some decisions that mm. we need to make, that they need to make? Because I get the decision is part of it. And then, of course, comes the action. But what are yeah. some decisions that a person needs to make? Well, maybe even questions to ask themselves if they are in the quest of mastery. Yeah, yeah. First one is what in the world do you actually want? And I don't mean what do you want because somebody else says you should want it. That's, a, mm -hmm. that's two different things. Like I... I live in a world like personal, my life experience, my environment where like I got a lot of amazing humans around me. Like some of my friends, I, I just threw out a picture. They're on like they're in a Times Square in a big gap commercial, you know, on a big, you know, humongous poster. Like I got phenomenal humans in my core, but I don't aspire to their life. Mm -hmm. Like I love what they're doing. I love that they're doing it. I celebrate them to high heavens. But but I like to be able to get up in the morning and spend time with my son doing a morning routine. And then I like to be able to take him to school. And then I like to work and do this with you. When we're done, I'm going to hop off and I'm going to go pick him up from school where to come back. I got their friends here. We train in my home gym. So like yeah. that, that's what I want to do. But if I was to follow the role of other people in my community, right, I'd be on a private jet to every speech I can get on, all the podcasts I could do, be marketing for that. I'd be coaching all day long. I wouldn't be home. And I don't, I don't desire that for my life. So the first thing is set your own scale. Like, what do you want? that if someone was to come and poke and prod, you can go, I'm glad that you feel different, right? 
but I'm in love with what I got because I'm in love with what I got, man. I love my life. I love what I'm creating. My, my marriage is sound and strong. I got happy, healthy kids. Like it's, it's creepy how good, cool my life is right now, Bless but you. it's not like what other people would do. The second thing you have to figure out is how to remove what I call as EGO, everyone's greatest obstacle, ego. Because the ego is the thing that doesn't give per people permission to improve. Everyone will say, I'm not perfect, right? But the moment you point out an imperfection, oh, they, they fight, they're battling, they're back and forth. <laughs> How dare you say that, right? Yep. And I go, if you can remove, if you know what you want, and then as you're looking towards going down, it can remove the ego, then when you are informed by people close to you or someone you've hired, you won't let that get in the way of you giving yourself permission to implement these new ideas or try something that doesn't feel like it's who you are. Because I'd found this to be true. A lot of human beings have great people around them, but those great people don't tell you what you need to hear because they don't feel like having a fight in the middle of the street, right? Yep. They don't want to tell you something you don't want to hear. Now we're, we're fighting because you can't hear what needs to be said. So if you can actually spend time with your best, closest humans and go, look, I love you. I know you love me. I need you to tell me what I need to hear not what I want to hear. What's the thing that you've been, you've been thinking about, but maybe you haven't said to me that you've been afraid of my reaction to it and then let them say it and don't get into a fight. Just let's breathe it in, wait like 48 hours and then have a thought about it and maybe go talk to them. But when you can remove the ego and find out what you're supposed to do, and here's the thing, identify with the action, not the outcome. So maybe they say, hey, you know, you're not the best father. What are you talking about? I'm, you know, no, 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 don't do that, go. Man, okay, breathe it in. Let me think about it. All right, you know what? Maybe I'm not the best father, but maybe I can give the best actions towards being a, the best father. Mm -hmm. What does that look like in your opinion? Does it? Do I need to spend more time with the kids? Am I, am I too short with them? What, what are the things you're noticing? And, and really just swallow it. Because now you can get up every day and identify with the actions towards that. And those actions will be different. They will be uncomfortable, right? But the more you do it, that 90-day window, for some reason, science found that like at 21 days, you get a habit. 60 days, like you're pretty locked in at that 90 day window. It's like the brain body kind of merged together. It becomes instinctual and guttural. Like now it's like second nature to do it. But if you get up every single day and maybe every day you never gave your kids love or grace, but every, maybe every night you start reading a bedtime story or family little chat, right? The first day is weird. Like what's dad doing? Why are we talking about dad? Second day, it's still weird. The first week it's like, is he going to stop this? Second week, like he's still doing it. Third week, like he's really still doing it a month in oh that's he's okay this actually is, it's kind of cool right two months in hey dad what are we gonna do tonight what story tonight right it just it, it but it's not because of one day it's because you leaned against the difficulties and now what happens is without even having a clear moment of when it happened you're all of a sudden a great dad but it happened because you stopped you took the ego away you applied some actions because you know what you wanted to do you started working towards it Beautiful, beautiful man. I think this is really crucial now when it comes to the different areas of life, because it, it's not just physical, right? It's mental, it's emotional, it's relational and spiritual and business and so on and so forth. Just off the top of my head, before we segue into the identity shift and the identity work, lately I've been listening to, I'm not saying that this is the only way to go, but I noticed that I became soft. I noticed that I became slack. I noticed that I became conditioned to the level that I was at the financial level that I was at, the, the health and fitness level that I was at, I looked myself in the mirror and I said, is who I am right now conducent to where I'm going? Is who I am, the way I'm living, the way I'm thinking, the way I'm eating, the way I'm sleeping, the way I'm training, is this in alignment with the mission, the legacy, and the quest of where I am and where I'm going? 
And the mm-hmm. answer was a hard no. And so, of course, I had two choices, one, to make excuses, or two, to humble myself before my own darkness to say, okay, well, this is it. This, let me peel back. I need to strip this shit. I need to rip this, quote unquote, motherfucker apart so that mm-hmm. I can recreate myself. And I noticed you spoke to recreating. And yeah. as so beautifully as it is, sometimes I'm listening to this podcast and this guy called Wes Watson pops up and he's like, yeah, you know, he's been in jail for t- yeah, right? He's been in jail for 10 years. He's been like the rough MF, you know, like ripped mm-hmm. apart. And he comes out as a, you know, a felon. And he creates this multi-million dollar business. And, you know, I'm not saying every part of it is perfect because there's going to be wounding and need for integration and other things. But I think much of what he speaks to resonates with me because parts of me, quote unquote, had become a little bitch and parts of me had become very comfortable and parts of me had become, you know, into the ego. And again, judging people that were successful but again, not seeing the traits within that success that they had that I didn't have. So I've been yeah. on this journey for the last, you know, three months and a bit. My fitness is absolutely at a next level, but it's not even close to where I'm going. So yeah. I just wanted to to ask, what are your thoughts on the kind of Wes Watson philosophy that you continuously yeah. lean in, you need to recreate yourself and or your version of it? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, same as like C.T. Fletcher, you're, you know, you got the, it's the same thing. Goggs would say, Andrew Fursell, it's all those minds that you know, right? And the truth of it is, I just funny, I just had a conversation today about it, that if you don't have like tension, you don't grow, right? Because think about it. If you want to build a muscle, it needs resistance. You can't sit there and go, I want to be strong and you're strong. There's, there's definitive need for tension. And what happens, a lot of us, we want to be strong for later in life. But we keep leaving the weight room, right? You need to be strong for your, your family or for your marriage or for your career. But, but when you're tested, you leave the weight room and you wonder, why can't I come back stronger? You ain't lifting the weights of life, man. Hmm. And so I I'm in a full agreement to it. Like there's a party that has to be able to understand like what I learned with football. With football, I was one of the best in the world, right? And this is the thing that people are so worried about with criticism. I don't understand because I, maybe here's the thing, I logically understand it, but emotionally I'm not connected to it because I broke through this barrier when I was a, a you know 20 something year old in college and NFL football. Here's what it was. I'm one of the best in the world. I do my thing and play. I would then go into a room where I would be put on the screen like everybody player would and they would just chop you up. You didn't do this, you're too far left, you took the wrong step, you hit with the wrong foot, you missed this tackle, you missed your read, you're in the wrong position, da 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 right, chop you up. Now, you don't walk out of that room and go, I'm never playing football, I suck. You go, damn, all right, I'm still dope. But like, now I know what to do to get better. Exactly. And that mentality was different. The guys who went in and go, I'm tired of Coach McNeil saying how bad I am. Their mentality is this attacked victim mentality. So you never become the victor. You just find ways to, to say the coach is messed up and it's pity party as opposed to I go, damn it, he's right. All right, I got to be better there, right? And, and what happens is I have an ability to do that for myself. I can look at myself and go, like you said, I suck here. I'm not doing a great, I'm not a great dad. My business isn't doing well. My body's not in good shape. All right, like bros, you've watched film, now go change it. And it's an action thing. It's, it's the next practice when I watch the film that I make it a difference, that I change something, right? And we would practice every day, watch film every day. Same thing for your life. You know what it's supposed to, you know what the play is supposed to look like. Did you get the workout? Mm-hmm. Did you eat the right food? Did you read that book? It's, it's straightforward, right? Everybody wants to have that, but they don't want to earn it. Mm-hmm. And the simplest thing for me to clarify is the pathway to this mentality, this experience, this existence, it is so simple. It's just not easy. Mm-hmm. It's very it's laid out. It is simple as can be but it's not easy. And because of that, 
people don't develop how they want to develop. So they show up to these moments later on and they want to beat a guy like me. You don't get to beat a guy like me. I know what I did in the dark that you didn't do. It's mine. I will go to the death fighting for it. Good luck. Mm -hmm. And here's the key. I'll put a spin on this because I could not agree more, but it almost sounds like I disagree. So hear me out. Yeah, yeah. you said it's not easy. I could not agree more. But on the other side, it is easy. And here's why. Compared to what? If you do this work, you lean in, you define who you are, you define where you want to go, you define who you want to be, you define who you don't want to be, you define what you need to do to get there. Who likes an ice bath in the morning? No one likes an ice bath in the morning. No one says, yay, that was fun. You do it because it's uncomfortable. So here's yeah. what I, and I saw this as a physician. I owned 10 multidisciplinary health clinics and we hired, you know, the chiropractors and the medical doctors and the nurses and everyone and took care of a lot of people. And the amount of times, I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of times where someone would come in a bit overweight, a bit depressed, you know, their chemistry is out of balance, their emotions are out of whack. And they'd say to me, I, I want to get help. I want to get better. And I'd say, great. And so we do all the necessary tests and we, we'd look at them and, and provide the treatment plan. And those who did it, they got results. Those who didn't, they didn't get results. But here's yeah. the key. Listeners, viewers, pick this up, please. The work, the dark work, the doing it, the creating yourself, recreating yourself, you think it's painful. Yeah, it's going to be painful. At the end of that workout, you're going to be, you know, mopping yourself off, off the freaking floor. Yeah. But- that for me is so much easier than the depression and the suffering and the pain and the despair in the dark, the snapping at your children because you're not happy with your life, you know, yeah. the sex that you can have that you're not having, the body that you can have and that you do deserve that you're not creating. Like, I think actually, if you were to look at it, what happens, and I'll put a spin on it from a physician's perspective, if you fucking don't, and you get to the end of your life or even halfway through your life, you get diagnosed with something or you realize the suffering that has come as a result of not doing the work that mm -hmm. is so much more painful and so much more of a struggle and a despair and unfortunately often then too late. So you say it's not easy. I agree with you. And at the same time, I disagree. It is so yeah. much easier doing it now than being trapped in the physical body with sickness, disease, and despair, looking back saying, I wish I started when I had the chance because, yeah. and, and I speak from experience, you know, both of my parents, my mom died from cancer, you know, like I said, hundreds and hundreds of patients where I've said, I'm really sorry, it's too late. We have to refer you elsewhere, you know, mm -hmm. or yeah, we can start, but you know, if you started this 20 years ago, you know, your children wouldn't have the conversation where your mom's dying, dad's dying. And I know I'm being extreme and this is not going to happen to everybody, but I want to point it out because there are situations, you're creating something consciously or unconsciously. You're either creating yourself consciously or you're allowing default to create you unconsciously. And what happens yep. down the track, I don't know. But for me, I know the suffering is significantly more painful than doing the work. What are your thoughts? I fully agree. The problem is the psychology of humans. We don't think that far. There's actually a study done by UCLA that talks about the future self. And they did some brain connection and diodes and realized that people can't actually connect to future self. Therefore, unfortunately, they don't sacrifice. And it sucks because the reality is if you do exactly what you're saying, you'd feel the weight of it. And you, your thing would be, yeah, I got to do this. 
And I also believe that what happens is the more you do the difficult stuff, it becomes effortless effort, right? There are things that me and you do right now that five years ago we wouldn't have considered we could do. And somebody else is going, how in the world do you do that, doc? Mm. I don't know. It's just how my, it's Wednesday afternoon, right? It's just what we do. So the idea is like, that's where you want to, but you have to trudge through the, the crazy, but you're right. A lot of it is having a future pacing thought because in comparison, yeah, life is vastly harder if you're not in healthy shape or have joy or have it's, but people don't connect to it. And it's crazy because you'd think that the, the way that we are evolved into an extent of like, just like the mentality and the concepts, like we're so openly accessible to information nowadays, yet none of it lands. Because that is the truth. As much as you tell people, hey, listen, there was actually a book I read where it talked about people that had had, um, what was, I think they had some kind of like eye surgery done. And they go, listen, if you don't use these eye drops twice a day for the next two months, you will go blind. Like if you don't do this, they're going to dry out, you're going to go blind. I think something like 70% of people just wouldn't do it. At the, the risk of going blind, they still couldn't get the rhythm in place to put drops in their eyes. And you go, that's sadly, that's humanity. The future is some magical place where everything is special and amazing and great, yet they have no plan to get to that point in the future. They just think it's going to show up. Mm. And I go, there's no place that you shouldn't be living in the future in that manner. All you have is right now. And if what you want to be in the future isn't happening right now, you're never going to get there. It has to start with it every day, right now thing to make that reality come forward to you. Mm. And you know what? This is really relevant. And this is why I spend so much money on coaches, teachers, mentors, trainers, accountability partners, because I know that at 6 a.m. in the morning when my trainer is waiting for me at the gym and I know that it's 10 burpees for every minute, I'm late. I'm yeah. going to be there on time and I absolutely fucking love it. It's not yeah. going to be, oh, hang on, it's 6 a.m. I'm sleeping in. And even this morning, I woke up super early as the sun was coming up. And I'm going out, I'm doing my routine, I'm hitting the bag, I'm, I'm doing the weights, I'm doing my stretching, I'm doing my cold plunge, I'm doing my breath work, my meditation and my prayer, and then I'll meet with you. Because that's when I can show up and be present. If I didn't do that, then I have that guilt and shame that I said that I would, but I wasn't gonna. So, you know, you can develop that self-discipline, but if you don't have it, or if you feel like it's somewhere, you know, where it's not needing to be, or you could improve it, get with someone like Anthony, you know, get a personal trainer, start conditioning the muscle, get an accountability partner that can hold you in this process and say, hey, listen, last time you were five minutes late, tomorrow you'll be five minutes early, right? Mm -hmm. Something like that. The accountability around this, I think is just the best investment you can ever make, no matter who the coach or trainer is. I think this is crucial. So I want to ask you, identity work. What's your definition of, of the identity? Identity is who you are when you're not thinking about who you are. It's your just set point, man. It's like, it, the thing is you are comprised, every one of us, of certain habits, certain actions we'll take and won't take, certain ways we, we perceive situations. Somebody cuts me off in traffic, a certain way you respond. Like if, you, if I could ask you about your best friend and go, hey, here's a situation, how would they respond? You could actually probably think of it because you know that person, you know their identity. So the identity is who you are when you're not like processing who you're just being. And that person is taking actions every day. They have habits in place every day. They were seeing things certain ways every day. And that's what's building your life. And so for me, the identity is a thing that most of us, unfortunately, did not create intentionally. We just lived our life. So teachers, preachers, coaches, leaders, people, we just consume television and radio. And that slowly, without paying attention, was us grabbing things and developing an identity when we really didn't know who we wanted to be in the future. Then we get to a later point in life and we go, God, I don't have the life I want. And I go, cool, who you want to become to have that? 
Mm. And that's the first time in life you step back and go, okay, who am I being? Because who I'm being is what's creating the life around me. See, identity is that thing that it just kind of is there, but you're not in control of it. But once you do get in control of it, you control your life. And you can recreate your identity to what you want it to be. Oh, yeah. Is that correct? We call it identity shift. Yeah, you make shifts to it. I mean, who I am right now, who I was 20 years ago, I'm a different guy, but I'm still in the same vein, right? I haven't, I'm not changed as a complete, I'm not all of a sudden like, hey, you know what? I used to go and, and be a skydiver all of a sudden. Now I'm just racing snails. Like I'm still the core human, the same person, but there's been massive shifts. I've shifted who I am and how I see as a father, as a husband, as a coach, as a business owner, as a neighbor, right? There's ways that I make small shifts over time that make big changes over time in the end of my life. And so for me, yeah, the idea is to take a look and go, who do I want to, who do I want to be? Because who I want to be will determine and really outline more of what I have more than what I desire will. So if I'm the kind of guy that can get up early and can talk, communicate to people like this and can say the hard thing and have the hard conversation, who is disciplined with my time, right? That person gets to have the big house, the big car, the great marriage. If you don't do those things, you don't just get those things. So for me, the identity is that thing. And when it becomes effortless, because it's who you are, life's a breeze. Beautiful. I love that you speak of this and I love how you speak of the uniqueness as in, you know, your son's coming over, the friends are coming over, you guys are exercising. You don't want to be on a jet. You want to do you and you want to do that at the house and with your kids. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm truth bumping. That is like such a dream come true. So also an aspect of the, the person watching as in who is the identity of the person that you're recreating yourself into? What is it that you truly want? And what are your thoughts on, on standards? Let's say that, you know, I'm now doing, you know, X amount in business and I want to get to this. I'm now at this point in time with my body, but I want to get to this. How do you work with setting those standards to be clear on where we want to go and the actions that need to be taken to get there? Yeah, I think it's somewhat interchangeable with identity, right? Because your identity is its who you are. And to be honest, humans, we have this interesting, really deep psychological tie to being in alignment. Mm -hmm. Like to the point where if it, there's studies showing that if you were given multiple forms of proof that you were wrong, we will still argue it because we don't want to be out of alignment. In fact, we'll even live our life in alignment with things we state. So we'll say something and live in a way to make that right. Uh -huh. So this alignment thing exists heavily. So when you say standard, I go, okay, great. A standard is pretty much what I set that I will not go below. It's the same thing as when I say, this is who I'm going to be. And I'm not going to do anything less than that in opposition. This is who I'm going to be. It is a standard. And I think you do have to intentionally create that because if you don't, then it's not going to magically happen. So if you say you're a person that, for example, I ask you, what's the most important thing? Oh, family, man, it's the most important thing. Look at their calendar. They're working 90% of the day. They might come home and have a meal with the kids and they go off to bed. Like that's not, that looks to me like your standard is work, right? It looks to me like your identity is more in work than it is in being a father or a husband. Now, if that's what you want to do, by all means, you're in the right, right? That's, that's your choice. But don't come to me and say family's first and it's the most important thing. And then you sacrifice your family for your work because yeah. the standard is off. Your identity is off. It's out of alignment. I love that. We can recreate ourselves to what we actually want and our values, I guess, being in alignment with our values. Okay, yeah, quick question. Yeah. Segwaying. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, said, I agree 100%. You can always choose what you want to do and then go do that thing. That's it. Just go do it. How cool. Permission to make your dreams come true. Okay, here's a, a segue. You did Ninja Warrior. Tell me about your Ninja Warrior story. I was on there two years. I had a great run. What did you get out of that? What was the experience like for you? Oh, be? yeah. Uh, I did three years. The first year I did it was like, it was 2017. I was like 230 something pounds and I was not supposed to be hanging by my hands, right? Because oh, oh, I'm like... Oh. 
one even now it's like two thirty. But I went and did it, and uh, I'm the first former NFL athlete to hit a buzzer on the show because most of us guys yeah. like hit a football, but hitting a buzzer is not a thing we do. Like I, I'm just bigger than most of those guys. But I will say this: you alluded to it earlier that the way the process works, it's it's interesting because you have to prepare for something you don't know with the intention to be able to overcome the obstacle. We don't get to find out. And just you guys, people are watching. They don't show us the obstacles till we get there. Yeah, we just exactly. are there. And all of a sudden, they go, all right, guys, here's what they walk you through it one time. You look at it. And then, all right, next time you do it, the cameras are on, right? The only way you can feel confident to hit that is because you spent hours outside of that doing things that were just as difficult or similar. And that's what gives you the confidence to go do it. So for all of us, we're looking at like these obstacles we're going to be coming down towards. Yeah, but you can prepare in, in, in the advance in different areas and just really convince yourself that you're capable by showing yourself what you can do. But for me, it was an interesting experience because I wasn't the kind of person you typically see in the show. And I went for two more years. I always made it from the city, like whatever the, the, the kind of trials to the city finals. I never got to the actual Vegas where we call it the main stage, but it was great because you got to be around people that had positive support. And it was just you versus you, man. And you had to find a way to get through it. And really it's a mind thing, a body thing, can't make mistakes. Like it's all woven together, but it was a beautiful competitive experience. Yeah, it was very similar for me as well. I broke both my legs 2006, got a really nasty infection, took me years to be able to get back on my feet and then got into Ninja Warrior. And I remember I was just coming off the back of fitness figure. I competed in Beverly Hills, actually came fifth mm. in fitness figure, like, you know, big, big, big guy. And then yeah. I get into Ninja Warrior. I'm like, oh, these hands. You know, Tiny. they're not used to hanging on to stuff. So that was yeah. that was cool. But I managed to, same as you, go through the obstacle. I got up the big wall, smashed the buzzer, and, you know, just proved that it was possible to do it. And even though you're not in that arena, that's not your sport, that's not your thing. And even from me, you know, coming from a wheelchair back in the day to being able to stand and walk again and then doing that, my big why, my big reason for it was to show everybody that it is possible. So it doesn't matter what the obstacles are in your life now they don't have to be large red ones you know on national television and you're trying to avoid falling in the water you just need yeah. to realize that these obstacles are in your way and you can make them on your way you can actually go through that you can overcome that and you can be the best that you can be and that's one yeah. of the the greatest analogies that i got from ninja warrior because when i stood on top of that wall after hitting the buzzer and i looked at everyone in the crowd i just thought to myself this is actually not for me this is actually for everyone sitting at home on the couch, eating whatever they're eating, doing whatever they're doing, going, yeah. I don't think I can. Yes, you absolutely can, right. but you need to decide to do it and lean in to do it because those obstacles are not going away whether you try and run around them or you go through them. Either way, the choice is yours. It's always going to be there. You're right, man. It's the most, And most of the time, it's not something you think you can do. Like You just look at it and go, I can't do that. And you go, well, I always look at it like this. I'm a very handy guy. I fix things. I, I you know, I, I, I can do pretty much all the handy stuff around my house. And people go, how did you learn to do that? Because you're a football player. And then I'll code a website. I'll hop on a stage and speak. I go, well, I always thought that if another man can do it, I can do it. If another human being can do a thing, they, they started without knowing it. So like, I'm just going to start where they started. And you build into it. So whether it's Ninja Warrior, writing a book, speaking on stage, starting a business, someone's done it, right? So you have the capability of doing it. It might be harder for you. It might be easier for you, but it's going to be something you have to lean into and start crappy. And the more you do that, the, the more confidence you have in approaching hardship and doing things. Because I think for all of us, the biggest fear we have is, is a, a problem in the future. It's inevitable. There's going to be a problem that me and you right now can't see. It's going to show up at our doorstep. But I realize this. 
I bring me to my problems. Mm. That's it. I developed that guy through a lot of crazy hard work. Like uh, Liam Neeson says, I develop a set of skills that make me scary for a man like you, right? But I just, I've developed these skills. So I know I'm gonna keep trudging ahead because I know I'm gonna face problems, but I bring me to my problems. Beautiful. Anthony, I know you've got to go. You've got some very important things to do, spending time with your family. So I've got uh, two last questions for you. I'll start yep. with uh, a very important one. Where can our listeners and viewers go to learn more about you? They're coming into 2024 to the yep. next part of their year, whenever they're listening to this episode and they're thinking, shit, there is something in this for me. I want to change my life. I want to do it for my children. I want to do it for my success. I want to do it for myself. I want to do it for my health, for my happiness. Where do they go to learn more about Anthony Trucks and the yep. work that you do? Just go to at Anthony Trucks on Instagram. Fastest way to find me, engage in me. It's all there. Done. Okay, here's the last question. You ready, brother? I'm ready. Let's go. So imagine now that you're on the world stage. Every person alive today have gathered. They're silent and they're curious and they're listening right now to the words of Anthony Trucks. Take a breath. Whenever you're ready, tell us what is your message to the world right now? Oh, man, I don't even need a breath. I know what that is. I live it, breathe it every day. For me, the message is you need to become the dominator identity version of yourself. It means to govern and control. So whatever you could govern and control your meditation routine, you can govern and control your sports, right? You need to become the best version of you that can dominate whatever situation you face. And it's done by doing dark work, the difficult, unsexy, ridiculed, misunderstood things that will lie develop this ridiculous skill set that you never knew possible, but also a mentality of I've done too much work in the dark to lose in the light. So you will deploy it when necessary and create the life you're supposed to. Power pause. If you felt it, go and check him out. Go to Instagram, go to YouTube also forward slash Anthony trucks. I want to thank you for your time, bro. And not just for your time, but also for what you do for the people out there recognizing that there are people that have done it. And if you've done it, then they can do it and so on and so forth. And, you know, thanks for being a loving father and an inspiration to all of us. That was absolutely brilliant. Thanks so much for your time. Welcome, man. Thank you for having me. Anthony Trucks, everybody. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And if you want to learn more about how to walk the quantum path into life mastery, business mastery, uh, if you want to learn more about our live events or coaching or anything that we offer, go to www.drespen.com. That's D-R-E-S-P-E-N.com or email info at drespen.com. And let's find out how we can help you take your life, your business and your mission to a whole nother level. We'll see you next time.